You're listening to episode 291 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Do you remember my Feel Your Life Friday episode a few weeks ago that outlined my super odd day? If not, go back and listen to episode 284 because I tell you a story that actually is a lead up to today's conversation. But speaking of today's conversation, let's you know focus on the present. Whew, do I have a treat for you? This week's guest is Bob Doyle. Bob Doyle is known best as a featured expert in the film and book, The Secret. He now focuses his coaching and training on neuroplasticity and your ability to rewire your brain so that you literally become the person who creates the results you want in life without having to adopt any unusual belief system. Bob and I discuss his shift away from the law of attraction what it means to manifest on autopilot, and we dive deeper into brain rewiring. But before we dive into this conversation, it has been a hot minute since we've had a review of the week, and this one is too good not to share. From listener JHT1056 on Apple Podcasts writes, Love this podcast. Lauren's guests highlight pearls of wisdom from their life experience to help us all. For a pick-me-up, a kick in the pants, or a pat on the back, you'll get it all here. (laughs) This review truly made my entire day. And if you'd like to have your review featured on the show, submit your five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. Okay, are you ready to learn more about Bob and his shift away from the law of attraction? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. Bob, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you join me today. I'm happy to be here. I read in your bio that in 2002, you were in your fourth year at a corporate job that was crippling your soul. And if you don't mind, will you just share a bit of the story that led you away from that job and towards the concept of law of attraction? Well, my whole my whole idea of a career was about creative self-expression. I grew up wanting to be a broadcaster like my dad mm-hmm. and do voiceover and, and just, you know, have fun on the radio, be a goofball. That was yeah. my, I knew it from the time I was 12. And so I did seven years of radio, but when I moved into a major market, I was suddenly at the low end of the totem pole and I didn't have the creative freedom that, you know, I really went into radio for, and it was going to be a minute, you know, before I could do what I wanted to do. And after a while, I just kind of got frustrated and, and left radio thinking, wow, my whole you know life, I wanted to do this. Well, now what? So that's when I started kind of jumping around from career to career. I, I started a web design company at one point. I had an audio production company. I did, I sold nutrition, multi-level, you know, just like really trying to figure out what was going on and nothing was really happening. I ended up getting a job, which is the corporate job you alluded to. And at the time I was hired, it seemed to be a creative sort of, you know, web page development kind of thing. It wasn't my favorite thing to do, but back then it was, you know, it was something I was up to when the job changed their focus to like just straight up HR. And then I was going to be programming, you know, open enrollment applications. I'm going, okay, my soul is, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and I was like, well, I just, this no, I did not sign up for this on any level. And 
it was just soul crushing after a while. And because there was no avenue through which I could express any kind of creativity. And, and really one of my main tenants here for everybody is that that's what we're really trying to do. That's, that's what our soul is craving is to express who we are inside. And all of that is a creative endeavor. And if anything in us keeps us from doing that, that's when depression sets in and resentment and anger and all of these problems, I believe, come from the fact that we don't feel like we can be who we want to be for reasons we make up. So, and that's, that's really key to, you know, what I'm teaching now and, and how things have changed. But anyway, all of that frustration of why isn't any of this working is what led me down the sort of metaphysical path. Like maybe there's something sort of invisible I don't know about. Now I wanted to believe all of that stuff, but I was, I grew up, my mom was a teacher uh, and, you know, it's very analytical and naturally skeptical. And so while I was reading all this stuff about creating your reality and manifesting and visualizing, it was like, yes, I, I get it on some level, but I needed like a science, some, some kind of science to, to take me over. And eventually I found that stuff. I, I learned about a little bit about quantum physics, just enough to know, just enough to have my aha moments that my right. thoughts were energy and they were having an impact. Now, at the time I was thinking more like the invisible, almost magical impact. But now I understand that those thoughts, those beliefs about money that I had deep inside, regardless of what I was saying, I wanted to accomplish. I had some very definite ideas about my ability to make money and to have success. And, and they were pretty limited based on on how I grew up, but those beliefs were guiding my actions or lack of action. And so I couldn't get the result out in the world that I wanted to until I changed those beliefs. And once I started to do that and do some of those law of attraction -y type of things, like do a vision board and have some affirmations and write some lists out and all that stuff, then my mind started to shift a little bit. And I, at the time I was thinking, wow, I'm starting to attract all of these things. And, and, it, and I was, but what really is important is what really caused those things to come to me was that I was being different as a result of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that all led me to my ahas with the law of attraction and how our thoughts become things and all of that. And I started teaching uh, at a very small scale with a program called Wealth Beyond Reason online. And part of that story, which I need to tell because it's kind of pivotal in my message today is when I started that program, I was basically excited about the law of attraction. I had gathered eBooks from other authors and made deals with them. Basically, it was like 90% other people's content and 10%, you know, my takeaways from it. Right. So I was facilitating information. But soon after that, I realized I wanted to play a bigger game. I wanted to be something different in this conversation. So I decided that who I was in this conversation was someone who could effectively communicate these principles to as many willing, open minds as possible possible. And when I made that decision and started acting and being that person, that's when all these, you know, the downloads came and the program went from being 10% me to 90% me and 10% other people. And it just became this huge law of attraction resource. And that's how I was found to become, to, to be in the secret was because there was this program that was out there and established and spoke from a practical and scientific point of view and not so much woo-woo, but just enough woo-woo to be interesting and appealing to the woo-woo people. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I got into that. It was just like, I had, I had to find a way to express myself creatively and teaching these principles and using the internet and doing videos and all of those things that allowed me to be creative to share a message I was passionate about. And that's how it started. I really appreciate the creative 
um, drive that you have within, I share and, and resonate with that as well, because I think as creatives, it can sometimes feel very limiting. Like you can only be a creative and not really that you can forge the way and, and design how you can, you know, use your creativity. For me, I believe that it was like only marketing for other companies for a while, right? Like I, I it was like very limited belief. And then I was like, wait a second, I can do this for myself. I can have a podcast. I can use my own creativity and ingenuity and make it feel good for me. And I think sometimes we get closed off in that box and then we got to open up that box and realize, hey, there's more possibilities to make this work for us. But you had touched on something that you realized you had to change your beliefs. So why the shift away from law of attraction after 20 years and more into brain rewiring? Does it have to do with something with this fundamental part of changing your beliefs? It does. Absolutely. So, so I was very excited about the law of attraction. I loved the energy conversation. I love the vibration conversation. And I spent 20 years thinking that if I could just get people to understand the law of attraction like I do, then they'll get results. And what I realized is that people get, and, and I'm sure you've seen this if you've had, if you've been at all in the law of attraction conversation, people are freaking obsessed over it and making it work and doing it right rather than who do they need to be? Because mm. I, I look at the law of attraction much like gravity, a lot of people use the analogy, but the, my point in it is that you don't need to understand, you know, how gravity works for the glass to fall when you let go of it. You also don't need to understand how the law of attraction works to have it work in your life. What, what makes the law of attraction work for you is you being the person you wish to be in this world who is going to get the results you want. As you do that, the law of attraction is working automatically, just like the glass is pulled to the ground when you let go of it automatically. We, we're spending way too much time obsessing over whether our vision board is right and how many times a day we should visualize and meditate and all of these things. We were not born with the necessity to learn and understand the laws in place to make things happen. So I realized that so many people were, were wiring their brains. Because look, you have to understand where reality creation really happens. When does the when does reality creation happen? It happens the moment you give meaning to this moment. Mm. So so in any moment right now, whether you're enjoying it, not enjoying it, where whatever your emotional state is, it's all happening because your brain is making meaning out of every aspect of your situation. And what's driving that meaning is how your brain has been programmed or wired over the course of your life from the time you were born. You brought in all of these, all of this meaning, and you created your truth based mostly on other people's ideas of the truth, right? Ooh, your parents, yeah. society, the teachers. So whatever they believed tended to get in to your brain, get wired that way. And now that's how you just see the world. It is your truth. However, it is not the truth. Because we can see evidence that other people are wired completely differently and have different experiences. They don't see the world as you do because they're literally looking at it through a different lens. So the premise here is that if you are not getting the results you want in your life, whatever those are, it is because you're not taking the actions necessary to get those results. Why are you not taking those actions? What is the, what is the decision-making process every step of the way as to whether or not you go for it or you stop or you second guess? All of it is about your wiring and the meaning you're giving to situations. One person will, have, will, will attempt something 
they'll get feedback. It's not the result they wanted. They get feedback and they go, oh, I didn't get it. I guess the universe doesn't want it for me. This is very prevalent in, in law of attraction. Yeah. Pe people who are just the universe, that's such nonsense. The universe wants exactly what you want. That's why you're here. So if it's you, you, if you try something two, three, four, five, 10, 20 times, and you don't get the result, it doesn't mean the universe doesn't want it for you. If you have a passion to achieve it, you can get it, but you're going to have to rewire yourself. And that comes from learning and getting feedback and going, oh, okay, this way of thinking that I've had for my whole life doesn't get the result. And I've proven that over and over. So how can I think about this differently? And this is the work I do is to help people see those moments and have and have a different options, different options for meaning they can give that situation so that the action they take in that moment is more in alignment with who they need to be to get the results they want. I, I think for anyone who's listening right now, they're like, yeah, Bob, I, I, I've been there. I'm that person. I, there's a part of my life that feels stuck and they can recognize it. They, they can recognize that they're stuck or living on autopilot, but how do you get off of it? How do you really begin to rewire? Is there a process for this? Uh, absolutely. Well, so first of all, one of the ways to the, actually it's imperative. If you're going to rewire, you kind of need to understand how your autopilot wired now so that you can recognize the behavior and make a conscious choice. Because if you don't learn to recognize that autopilot behavior, again, you don't think about it as a decision or a choice or anything. It just, you just do it because yeah. this is your truth and that's what you automatically do. So, so we teach you how to recognize, Hey, wow, this behavior that I always do that I'm programmed to do have learned to do does not get me where I want to go. It makes me feel disempowered. It makes me, you know, doubt myself, whatever it is. So that learning how to see that. So one of the first things I do with everybody I work with is I give them a quiz. It's a 60 second quiz. It's online and it's free and it's fast. It's, it's, it's a tptquiz.com. It is a transformation personality type quiz. So this isn't like DISC or any of these other personality things. This is something that Bob Doyle made up based on 20 years of dealing with people going through transformation. So when a person goes through that quiz, they're going to get, they're going to get a type. And, and I've never had anybody ever, ever, ever tell me it was wrong. The idea, though, was when you know your type and we describe the behavior, there's a lot of, uh-huh, yes, that's me. And then, so, so now you're, it's in your consciousness so that the next time it happens, you can catch it and go, okay, this is not the truth. This is my wiring. What, mm. what else can I do that? That's sort of the mantra of this whole thing is this is not the truth. This is my wiring. So knowing what to do instead, again, that's the work that I help people with is to get clear so that you're not just like, okay, I recognize it, but now what? You know, we want to give you a, exactly what to do in that situation so that your brain literally starts to grow new neural pathways so that this can become your autopilot behavior, your new autopilot behavior. What are the different types of, of archetypes that you found within this? Um, how many are there? So I would, I would recommend anybody listening, go take the quiz so you can understand how what I'm about to say applies to you. Hopefully they've done that. Now, the number one type is the seeker type. These are people who committed to personal transformation. They, you know, maybe they saw the secret or they saw whatever. They're, they're, they're inspired to change. And they, they're so inspired, in fact, that they try 
every freaking thing that comes across their desk or in their email. And the problem with that, of course, is they start with great enthusiasm because it's been marketed well or whatever. And then they get in there and they're starting it, they're starting it, and now they're in it. But then they get another email from somebody else who maybe, you know, is more famous or makes it says it's going to be easier. And then they jump over there. And what happens is, is they stop the process that they started to rewire themselves. And this is the problem because now people get so fragmented trying all these different approaches to transformation that they literally are growing all this really complex, you know, network of neural pathways, which by the way, you're also, every time you quit one to move on to the other, you are growing, you're solidifying a pathway that says that didn't work for me. That doesn't wow. work for me. <clears throat> this doesn't work for me. And so every time you do that, you become less and less likely to succeed until you catch that and not give that any more thought. You never again say this doesn't work for me, mm. Be, you know, or I can't do this because that's who you become a person who keeps trying things, but never gets the result. So that's the seeker. So the advice we give to the seeker is, look, if you're if you're feeling good with one program, put blinders on because it doesn't matter what program. You've got, if it doesn't, if you don't get rewired as a result of doing the program, it can be the best, the best program on in the universe. Yeah. But if you don't do it long enough to get rewired, you're not going to experience lasting transformation. This is about lasting and significant transformation is what I help people with. Ooh, right, so that's so the, the seeker. seeker. Yeah. yeah. All right. The second type, which is what I am is, or how I tested or, and, and was no surprise is the skeptic type. That's, and I, mentioned, I, I just took it and that's what I took. That's what I was. And I, I was a little surprised by it. <laughs> so the skeptic type, you know, I, like I said, because I grew up in the environment I did, I, I learned to sort of doubt things first, like a skeptic. It's like, there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about things because it can, you know, obviously save you from doing a lot of stupid stuff. However, if you start to define yourself as a skeptic and that is your wiring, then what happens is, is every time you go to evaluate something, the first question that automatically happens is why won't this work? Ooh. That's the secret. That's the skeptic autopilot. And all you have to do is flip it. And say, how can this work for me? How can this work for me? This is the uh, this is a huge problem with people in general. Is they're asking the wrong questions. They're always asking, why isn't this working for me? Why does this always happen to me? And guess what? You're going to get the answers to the questions you ask. So instead of asking that and getting all this verification, is why? How does this work for me? Why is life so easy? It feels weird at first. Why? Because you're not wired to think that way. Here's the thing about rewiring. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable just like all significant growth is. Every time we learn something to learn to walk, we fell down numerous times. If we had approached walking like we approached personal transformation, we'd all just be rolling around on the floor. Yeah, we'd just be little babies out there. Yeah, because <laughs> the universe doesn't want it for me because I fell down. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, you, you get the idea. Yeah. So that's 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 the that's the skeptic hike. We just invite the skeptic to not give up their intelligence or any of that because skeptics, what their problem is, our problem is, boy, we do not want to be wrong. We yeah. don't want to be wrong. And so it's a lot easier to say things aren't going to work for me because you can make that true every single time. Right. See, I told you it wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that, and that makes it easy. So, so it's, it's shifting how you see it and, and the questions that you're asking yourself. So why, 
how can this work for me instead? That's right. And you will start to see other ways. Use that creative thinking, use that, that critical thinking that you use to stop yourself to instead motivate you to take some action. Okay. So now the other one that I would say I also qualified as, and I think it seems ironic that you would be a skeptic and this type, but the other, another type is the wizard. And the wizard is a person who, again, this is a, this is huge in the law of attraction following space. The universe has got this and I don't have to do that much. I just set the intention. I do my visualization and it's just going to come to me. And look, I saw the secret. There's a genie in that movie. Right? <laughs> I, get, I get why people would think that. And then the kid drew a bike and then boom, there's the bike. So right. it, it, it did spawn a lot of, or nurtured a lot of people who already had sort of a tendency to magical thinking, like the universe has got me and all of that. But see, we are the universe. We are a physical extension of the universe. We have to, we are part of this dance team. You know, we do stuff so that the universe can give us what we need next. It doesn't, you know, sometimes Absolutely. Do things like seem to manifest as if by magic? Absolutely. But also, but for the most part, it's going to be because of who we've been being and putting, lining things up the right way. There's always, you can always look at, at all of this in a practical way, which is why another one of the reasons I talk about it this way, because there's no debating neuroplasticity. There's no debating the fact that our brain changes because our brain is changing all the time. We, we're, we're constantly evolving who we are, but it's mostly on autopilot. And so what I'm talking about is being intentional about it. Who do you want to be? What are the results you stop telling me the stories about why you can't, why you haven't, who won't let you, because those stories, every time you tell them, no matter how, what your intention, no, I just want you to understand. No, what you're doing is you're creating, you're solidifying that truth for yourself. You, we become our stories. And all we have to do is tell a new story because guess what? It's just as true as the other one you're telling. Ooh. So, how, so if you're telling this new story, do you just keep telling it until you believe it or, or how does the, the brain actually work with these neuro pathways to change to. So here's the, th here's the thing. If you really, really know, if you really get that your brain can change and that with, re with repetition and persistence, you can learn, you can, you can do whatever, almost anything necessary. It may take time. Yes. Mm. It's not a three days and poof sometimes. I mean, if you're <laughs> up to big things, then there may be some major rewiring that needs to happen. But as you, but if you understand that your brain does change provided, then you don't have to, the belief is not an issue. You know, it's going to happen. Mm. Because unless you keep going back to the old way, this is just pure biology. You feed it new information repetitively and you will have new thoughts, new results. Right now, you are repeatedly sending your brain the same information over and over on autopilot at a subconscious level, which is why your life is exactly how it is. And it seems effortless for it to be that way, even though you might suffer through or struggle through things. But that's wiring, too. Yeah. So it starts with like being bold enough to see a grand new vision for yourself and not just what is out there that's different than now. Who am I different? Forget all the external stuff. Who do you want to be? What, you know, that and then that will that will more accurately inform what you want in the world, because a lot of people come into the law of attraction conversation and they're in lack. Right. That's why they oh, I love this magic wand idea. I'll just get all my money with thought. Right. right. You know, they, they come in with that, that mentality and it takes, if they start to 
to create a vision from that. A lot of it is about fixing problems. You don't want to be in that energy. You want to be the person in the future who doesn't have those problems anymore. How do they think? What meaning do they make? How do they feel? What do they really want? You know, that's the way you have to start to think. Being able to do that is not easy and people will quit. And that's the problem is the, the reason this, the personal development industry has such a terrible success rate overall is because of this wiring issue. People come up against their wiring, whatever it is. And if they don't have the proper support, if they don't have somebody to come in and go, uh, 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 it's your wiring. If they don't, if they aren't aware of their autopilot, they're just going to wonder why doesn't the universe want this for me? Why am I always stuck? They, you know, they have to be able to, 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 to do what it takes and to have the tools and to get into the habits that you need to get into to rewire your brain so this becomes autopilot. One last uh, type. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, another big one. And this is a tough one because it's so emotional. It's the people pleaser. Mm. And the people pleaser is like many of these others. They really want to change their life. They've gotten inspired to be something bigger than they've ever been before. I mean, it's radically different. They're in, they're, they want to go for it. But the minute they start... If mom says something, if dad says something, if the coworker gives you a look or whatever, like, who are you to do this? Or, oh, I tried that or whatever that is. When you start to grow and you make those people uncomfortable, they start to tell you in some way, express their discomfort with you. It could just be outright rudeness or whatever it is. You cower and yeah. stay stuck to keep them comfortable. This is huge. It's so prevalent in families. It is redonk. Yes. because people just do not want like who then they get all to this who am i to get you know to advance past them and i just need to all that crap in there and it's all bs it's all just wiring but but that's what people do they sacrifice their lives literally the lives they're here to live the one they get so that uncle bill will be more comfortable. Now, guess what? Nobody wins there. Uncle Bill doesn't win because he's not growing. And he's like, just like, okay, good. I got value to keep her down. You're <laughs> not growing. Nobody gets to be who they want to be. You stand a much better chance of helping Uncle Bill if you go for it and show him what it's like. But but there's no guarantee. And that's the whole thing. Relationships, they evolve. They they People come in and out of our lives all the time. We have created wiring around what it means to end a relationship. Oh, no, we must save this. I've known him 30 years, right? In the past 20 of them have been miserable experiences of you tolerating their negativity. Yeah. You must let that stuff go. And it's like, you know, there's a million examples of that. Because when you start being this new, improved you... This you that is really inside there to you. Yes, some relationships will absolutely evolve and they may evolve out. But guess what? You're going to get new ones because now you're being something else that's attractive to new people. People who, by the way, are truly in alignment with you and who you want to be. They support you. They see you and they help you being you be a lot easier. But there's that you've got to graduate out of that current system you know, before you can do that. And that means you have to let go of all the stories about what it means or, you know, how terrible it is that their feelings are hurt or whatever. They'll get over it. They won't get over it. Who cares? This is your, that, remember that one life. What are you yeah. going to do with it? Yeah. And I think you're so right that we, we have been conditioned from society, from birth to almost 
to not be our full best selves, right? To to stay in the box, to stay small. And that was one of my struggles for a long time. And then it was imposter syndrome, right? Like, who am I to, to talk on this? And you start seeing all these things kind of unravel. And what you're saying is, is when you rewrite the story, you're essentially giving yourself the permission to be your best self, to, to be your highest self with no regrets. Right. You take back control over your life that you've given to everyone else, which is something, you know, that's, that's something that the people pleaser does. They just hand over all of their power. They have problems with boundaries and they can't, they just can't get the momentum going on their own dreams. But, but again, it's, and, and even knowing that about yourself doesn't make it that much easier. All of these types, it, it, it doesn't matter when you're in the moment of upset, right? When you get into that situation where the autopilot kicks in, your body then creates all these hormones, right? It's just, you make the meaning subconsciously. It just happens like this. Your body makes the hormones and you have a feeling and it takes you over. It's a physical feeling. And it's like, Ooh, I don't like this. When you're overrun with drugs like that, that you have created, it's, it makes it even harder to, to shift, right? Yeah. Because we can, we can sit here and talk about how, okay, you catch it and then you just change. Right. But when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. And that's just chemistry and it's okay. And that's one of the things that people just need to understand that this, it takes some time. It can be uncomfortable. You're not always going to get it. And it's okay. It is a natural part of the process of growing that you're, you're going to get all this feedback. It's part, it's essential. It is essential that you have this feedback that doesn't necessarily feel that good so that you can tweak and tweak and tweak and get exactly where you want to go. Yeah. Cause I think when you're in that moment of of not being completely fulfilled in life, right? Like so you, you can feel something's missing or, or you can, maybe you're in a scarcity mindset or, or whatever it may be. It can feel like it's not going to happen for you, but it's also just a heavy, it's a, it's a heavy place to live in. And I think making that, that shift consciously is huge. So, so what does someone do like every day? Like you, you wake up and do you just make the conscious choice to, Hey, I'm a seeker and I need to do X, Y, and Z, or what, what is the actual process here? Well, again, what we're trying to do here ultimately is transformation, which means we're changing who we're being in the world. We're going to fundamentally change who we are in the world. So we need to know who that is and and identify, well, what's different about them than me? What are the behaviors that they have that I don't or vice versa? The things that like, you know, if they've got all the money, for example, if you've got all the resources, what decisions will they make that are different than the decisions I make now, like at a fundamental level? And it's sort of identifying that so that we can begin to create a vision of what our life looks like because visualization is truly our superpower we were not born with this by accident everything that comes into being starts as somebody's thought somebody a visualization of some kind however you want to think about a visualization it is the root of creativity so you know we want to make and and if we don't do it intentionally it's gonna happen automatically yeah Yeah. And so we want to create a good, strong vision, at least a good starting point of who we want to be and how we're going to behave and start visualizing that at least up until the point where we can ideally we want to be it physically out in the world. But we get we have this amazing tool called the brain, which allows us to rehearse. We get to rehearse how we want to be in any situation we can create. We can look at the, at the day ahead. This is part of uh, the work that we do in, in our program every day you wake up, you do, and you 
it's sort of a meditation. You're looking ahead at the day and you go, okay, I know I got this coming up, this coming up. And in this situation, this is one of those situations where I generally will go into my autopilot behavior or feel disempowered or I'm dreading this or any number of versions of this is something I'd really like to be able to do better than I normally do. And then you just take a few minutes to visualize yourself doing it exactly how you'd like, responding to the people or a result, however you'd like. And you get to run in a million different ways to get that core essence of who you are. Every time you do that with feeling, guess what you're doing? You're creating neurotransmitters, which eventually, if given enough time, you're going to get those neural pathways because your brain, your subconscious doesn't know you're not really doing it. It's so, I mean, that's just, that's, we, this is something that we've known for a really long time. So if we don't clutter our thoughts with, I'm only imagining this, this isn't real. I'm just doing this exercise, but instead just allow ourselves to fully rehearse, fully rehearse at the beginning of the day. Then when that situation happens, when you go into autopilot, you're not just saying, okay, this isn't the truth, but now what you've rehearsed what to do. Right. And you hopefully you do it because when you put that into physical action, now you're rewiring on a whole different level. And now you give the universe, the person across the room, however you want to look at it, a chance to respond differently to the new you. You do something different. You're going to get a different result. And that's how you can know this will work. You just keep getting you just keep chipping away until you get the result you want. But not doing anything will not get you the result at all. Yeah. You so have that to visualization. That so that visualization happens in the morning and then in the evening, you go, you review your day. And now this is like five minutes. This isn't some, you know, hour long thing. Everything we right. do in our program takes just a few minutes, just enough to get into that feeling so that you can rehearse it and see it. So at the end of the day, you go back over your day and go, okay, well, there was that moment I didn't expect. And I didn't really act the way I'd like. How would I have liked to have done it? So you use real life situations and scenarios to give you the, 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 uh, the basis of this visualization exercise. And we journal it the same, just like you. It's another way to get it on paper and to really, we're just fine tuning who do we want to be and what are our autopilot responses. Has science shown us how long it takes to uh, do this repetitively to have a transmitter turn into a pathway? The I have not gotten anything that's solid. I do see 45 days as a uh, I've seen it mentioned several times in terms of but it's got to be consistent. Right, right. And exactly. that's the thing. It's like you don't take you don't just do a program for 45 days and magically it happens every day. You've got to be doing the thing you need to do and not justifying going back to the old way, you know, just because, well, no, I was really mad then, yeah. you know, that's that because that, you know, you're you're not. That that's the thing. People need to understand that this will absolutely work, but you got to do you got to do it how your brain does it. Mm. You can't do it on your rules and the way that is comfortable for you, because that way of being has gotten you where you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you want to do what you know works. If you want your brain to change, it's got to be repetitive. And so again, you know, part of my role on the planet here is to give people the environment where that's easy, where it's fun, where they have support. Because if you don't have that, because they could take what we've talked about and just do those two things with none of the tools that we could talk about, none of the tools I give to people, none of the coaching. And if, the, but if they just did it, they would get the transformation eventually. Yeah. I'm about making it quicker to get really clear on the vision and to give you tools for those emotional, like I was talking about when you get overrun by the chemistry. Yeah. There's a whole vast array of tools out there that, can, that you can use in the moment to bring that down, to get control, to, to, to better, you know, to, to really aid the rewiring process because you don't have to bask in the, 
uh, it doesn't take so long to metabolize all those uh, all, all those chemicals going on because other otherwise we just tend to feed it. We notice it and we go, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, and it just produces more and more and more, and then you feel out of control. Mm. And I think the tools are so important to have um, within our toolbox that, that we gain throughout life, because not only do we then use them for ourselves, but I um, mean, me as a parent, then I can teach it to my children. Right. So so we never just have our, our tools for ourselves. I think it's very important that we also share our tools with other. We have mentioned autopilot a lot. And we know from science that autopilot in our brains is actually, we need it. Our brain thinks so much that we have to do some things on autopilot, like, you know, pick up your glass. You're not always thinking about picking up your cup or breathing. Right. But, but what does it really mean to manifest on autopilot? Well, okay. So every result we get in our life is a result of the actions we take. Would you agree? Basically every result we get. And so what and, and and if we are not aware that we are running a program, which most of us are not thinking about that at all, it means that we are automatically doing our life, right? We're automatically t- making this. It feels like we're making a conscious decision. This concept of free will, we could talk about another whole a whole other thing. But what pe- real what people think is free will really isn't, because the, the, even though they're making what they think is a conscious choice, what is it that is causing them to make that choice? What rules their logic? What rules the meaning that they're giving to make that quote unquote conscious choice? Is it is it empowering truth or is it a limiting belief that is based in no truth? You know, mm-hmm. so it's not they feel like they're making a free choice, but it's all th- because of wiring. And so if you can see that, it's a little mind blowing, but then if you can get, if you can learn to, to notice how you're in, in that autopilot, then you have what, what we I refer to as true will. Now you can really say, okay, that's what I would have chosen, but this is what I want to choose as this more empowering person. Mm, I, I like that. And that makes a lot of sense. That is a big, like, whoa moment <laughs> to, to see it from that, from that lens too. And so the autopilot to answer your original question is, so we are autopilot, we are manifesting on autopilot right now. We're just not doing it with the intention that we want, with the consistent results we want. So again, and, and it's all happening on autopilot because of our wiring. So when we uplevel our wiring, we have a new autopilot. So we will continue to be manifesting on autopilot just as we are, but the things we manifest are more in alignment with what we truly want and will give us joy and will allow us to express ourselves in the world and to make the biggest impact etc. Oh, and and that's ultimately what we all want, right? Yes, so that, that's I, what gives yes, that's what gives us that sense of purpose and fulfillment is to see to see our value appreciated in some way by someone. And when we don't do that, I mean, there's some things that like, for example, in my life, there's some things I do for myself that I enjoy, like playing the ukulele. I don't have it. I love it. I spend an hour and a half a day doing it. I'm committed to getting good at it, but I don't feel the strong desire to get out there in the world and share it with everybody. Yeah, It's in the back of my mind, but it's not my driving passion. So there's just because you have a passion doesn't mean it's there because you have to share it with the world necessarily or make money with it or whatever. But I bet you. You've got something in you that will contribute value that if you did it, you would have a great sense of purpose and great joy from doing it. And it would help people in some way. But ultimately, remember why we're here. We're here to so that the universe, this vast ocean of energy that we all are and everything in it is 
can experience itself with these unique senses that we've been given. You know, the five we talk about and all the other ones that we don't talk about that much that give us all these wonderful feelings because the universe itself is was just energy, right? It's not, it's just energy, but through us, it can experience a whole level of, of existence that it can't without having configured all these senses and being able to touch and use our imagination and experience the joy of getting a, a manifestation or, or, or realizing a goal or falling in love or any of those things. There's, these human experiences are, we're here so the universe can feel them. And so this whole idea that we don't deserve something, we have to earn it, that's so man-made and so illogical and such garbage, but it stops people their whole life. Yeah, it, it takes a whole life. You know, like some people have, have lived their entire lives on this path. And I know for me, that's, that doesn't even seem like a way of life. That's, that's not living. Right. But to them, they don't know anything they different. Don't know. And that's the whole yeah. thing. If their wiring is this and they can listen to this conversation and, and as logical as I feel that it is, it's still got to get through their network of wiring. And it may yeah. be that they've got so many layers that I'm just not, we're not going to get in there. Yeah. You know, however, with commitment, if they want to change, if they see the possibility, if they're willing to just on a on any level take to 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 experience what it feels like to catch yourself in autopilot the first time, this is another reason why I love this approach. Because with the law of attraction and teaching the law of attraction, who knows when a person's going to see a satisfactory result? Right? It's like they who knows? There's a, so many factors. But with this, you can get a result within five minutes of learning about this if you know your autopilot behavior, because you can get into a situation which has been historically disempowering and you realize you have a freaking choice. Powerful, powerful to just know that you have the choice and that you are just one action step away from changing your life. And the feedback I get from people on that is, I mean, it is not insignificant and it's yeah. fast. It's really fast. And so it's like, we'll just keep doing that, get into the habit of doing that and getting into the habit of, of feeling the the, the, the the pride and the gratitude for realizing your wiring. Getting uncomfortable should be a time of celebration mm -hmm. because it means that you have reached that limit, which is where you want to be, because now you're going to press through it. If you hang back in the comfort zone, you're nowhere near growing. Yeah. You have to get uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean the universe doesn't want you to do it. It means, come on, come on, come on. Let's grow. Let's grow. Get more information. Have a different result. Meet this other person. Do this action you're scared of taking. You're only scared because your wiring right now has that fear. Mm. The universe is kind and loving, you know? Like <laughs> Yes, it's that belief will guide you into different action. Yeah. And it doesn't even, you know what? It doesn't even matter if that is ultimately true. If that right. is what guides you and guides who you're going to be in the world, then this will be your experience. Oh man, Bob, this is, you're speaking to my soul right now. And I know I could shoot off a dozen more questions, but I know I, I want to be respectful of your time and I know we're running a little short. So for those that are, are feeling very compelled to brain rewiring and they resonate with this conversation and, and they're ready for change. They are craving that transformation. Where can they go to take the quiz and to work with you and, and just learn more about this? Yes. The, the quiz is definitely the best way to come in the door for the, what the, the way that I help people is through our boundless living challenge. And that's this 45 day program that generally people continue, but that 45 days is the, you know, that foundation, that 45 days that we talked about of doing the same thing every, every day. Uh, you get introduced to that challenge uh, by after you take the quiz. 
and you get a deal and all that other marketing stuff. But I mean, that's where you're going to learn about the challenge, but you can also learn about it and all other things, Bob Doyle, if you go to meetbobdoyle.com. So the Perfect. quiz is also there, but, but you can go directly to the quiz at tptquiz.com. Awesome. I'll be sure to link that in this week's episode notes so that everyone has an easy click to find it. Thank you, Bob. You are a wealth of knowledge and light. The work that you're doing in this world is so important. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me. I think a key point to highlight in this conversation is that after 20 years of being an expert in the law of attraction, Bob made a pivot. This means that he gave himself permission to shift. And that's a huge reminder to you you beautiful soul listening right now, that it's okay to make a leap into something different, no matter how long or short you've been at it. Also, I do believe, after reflecting back on this conversation, that like Bob, I have two different traits. The skeptic was my quiz result, but I highly resonate with the seeker and the struggles of a seeker as well. But be sure to take the quiz for yourself and, you know, if you feel so inclined, let me know your results. Let's see how uh, your stack up to mine. I've listed Bob's quiz and his social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Next week is Thanksgiving for those of us in the United States, and the conversation I'm sharing next Wednesday is the perfect setup as we enter the holiday season because it's all about communication. But first, I'll see you back here on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.